Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Songson, CEO and founder of Church Boom. Here you get to sit in on a live coaching session as I coach pastors through the ministry challenges we all face. If you find this podcast helpful, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Today we are talking with my friend Brandon. He's got an amazing church up in Northern California, and we're talking about how to go multi-site and what to avoid. That's the big thing. People go multi-site. You might be thinking about multi-site. What do you avoid? How do you do it right? How do you make it healthy? Let's check out the conversation. I know you're going to love it today. Man, how can I help you today? What's on your mind? What's what's happening in your hey, church Chris, life? It was great to uh, have you with us a couple of weeks ago and uh, really excited about being on the show today. Yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is a lot of fun. Um, so as I was thinking about uh, a few minutes with you, I thought, you know, um, I've heard you say something. Uh, I picked up on something. It made its way into my notes. Um, you said, we don't rise to the level of our visions. We fall to the level of our systems. And so I just love that. Um, I, I love thinking that uh, I'm a bit, bit of a systems guy. And so I wanted to know if you would talk a little bit more about that, specifically when you're talking about systems, uh, what you're thinking about when you say that. And uh, then then how do you kind of make your way into that as you start thinking about organizationally getting from one level to the next, um, you know, bringing a team along with you, all the things that go into that, um, you know, building strong systems and and where are good yep. places to start? <clears throat> well, yeah, uh, the statement itself, um, you know, it, it's the idea of hey, someone's got a great vision and they got a great dream of what they want to do, what they want to accomplish, uh, but the system isn't going to support it. Uh, there's just no way it, the system's just not going to be able to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you got to step back and just say, okay. If I have a big vision, which I know you do, you've got big heart, big vision. You want to do a lot of great things for the Lord. You're always you're looking at other campuses and God's doing awesome things and all that. But the systems, that's where it'll all fall to. So if you throw a ball in the air, you know, per se, you know, and let's remove gravity for a moment. You throw a ball in the air. Uh, you say, I mean, we want to go this high. And uh, I we want to go this high. And I'm like, well, that's great. But you're definitely going to fall down to the system. So. The systems I think that you have to look at are, or the questions you have to ask are, how do we, how do we reach more people in our church? How do we get more people involved in ministry? How do we get more people serving in ministry? Um, how do we grow leaders? How do we create pipelines? Like those are the pipelines of, of leadership. How do we do all that? Those are the things that have got to be systematized because um, the intuition is very difficult to teach and very difficult to duplicate. Mm -hmm. You are a relational leader, and you and I talked a couple weeks ago. You have an intuition about leaders or about how to do something. The problem with intuition is you can't duplicate it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just... It's very difficult, if not impossible. Who knows? I guess you could argue either side. But either way, guaranteed very difficult Uh to duplicate intuition. So what are the systems by which we do these things? Mm -hmm. And to classify those, like when you and I talked with your staff a couple weeks ago, we looked at like, okay, so how do we get more people engaged in the life of the church? Mm -hmm. How do we get more people growing in leadership in this church? Like, What are we actually doing? to make that happen. Most of the time, what I've noticed is we leave a lot of that to chance. Right. You know, like 
How do you raise up leaders? Well, you know, I mean, we see someone that's faithful and then we think that maybe they're a good person and, and then we talk to them and then we, you know, then they become a leader. Like, well, that's okay, but that's not duplicatable. That's not even a system. Uh, okay. And, you know, uh, any great growing organization, I got a friend of mine uh, that he's a bivocational pastor and he works for Google and his number one job is just constantly hiring new people. And he talked to me about that we do this, that we do this, then we do this. I'm like, man, they're very, very careful on how they do that. It's not just left to chance. Right. So I think you've got to be thinking about those kind of things. Like we can't leave all of this to chance. Mm -hmm. We have to figure out systems by which we make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. I like how you talked about starting with questions. Um, so whether it's vision or, or, or values, um, you know, having, having questions that, uh, that we ask about how we're, how we're accomplishing those things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think you have to ask the questions in those areas and figure out, mm-hmm. okay, how do we do this? How do we do it? In a, it's kind of like the McDonald's thing, the, the little example I always use, like, you right. know, you take a 19-year-old kid and he can run a McDonald's. Why? Because he's brilliant? or because they have such amazing systems. So figuring out those systems that are duplicatable and that anybody can do. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, such an important part of it. So, yeah. Good. What else you got, man? Something we're going to keep talking about there for sure. Um, you talked about multi-site just now. Um, and I, I mentioned to you when we were together, we, we've, uh, we've followed the multi-site movement and all that we've, you know, we've watched uh, across the country. I've uh, right. been really curious about that probably for the right. last 10 years. This isn't new. Um, and then the last couple of years, really coming out of the, the pandemic, we we found ourselves um, as a multi-site church, um, sort of in that church rescue space. And, right. Uh, I know right. that's something that's that's uh, close to you and, and something that you're focused on. So um, the way we're structured, we found ourselves in the last year adding a second site and now mm-hmm. um, adding a third site. And so. Uh, my question is is maybe a big one, but it's kind of like now what do we do? Uh, we were one site <laughs> and we were trying to figure that out, and, right. and uh, we woke up one day and uh, we were responsible for a couple other sites that are that are right. absolutely in a church rescue situation. So, uh, as you think about that, what are some of the first steps um, to get you going in the right direction? Uh, as it pertains to just multi-site itself. Yeah, yeah, and adding yeah. locations. And- yeah. One, I think you need to really think about like, okay, how are we, do we want to be a live model? Do we want to be a a, a, a video venue? I think you have to think mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have to think about when you are ready uh, to launch another campus. Sometimes people do it a little prematurely. Mm-hmm. I think you have to think about your systems. Are they duplicatable? Uh, okay. So this is how we do greeting at, at our church. Okay. But is that how they're going to do it at the other campus? And how do we know that? This is how we do children's ministry. Okay. Are they going to do that at the other campus? And how do we know that? How do they, how does it pass the duplicatable system? Um, and so I think that's another thing to think about. Um, are we, are we duplicatable enough? Do we have the resources? Do we have the leadership? So first you got to decide what you want it to be. I think what do we want our model to be? We want it to be, you know, video venue. We want it to be live speaking. We want it to be this. Okay. Mm-hmm. If that's what we're going to do, what are the things that, what is the playbook? What's the systems that have to be in place in order to make that happen? So you get the idea and then you got to create the systems. It's like you and I are going to open a restaurant. That's great. That's a dream. We're going to do this. That's a dream. Okay. But now what? 
Well, this is how the structure is going to be. This is how we're going to cook the food. This is how we're going to hire people. This is how we're going to get customers. This is how we're going to follow up on whatever it is, you know. So it's how we're going to pay people. This is how this is the HR we're going to use. All the systems start going into place so that you can guard and protect your culture. If you don't do that, you'll never be able to guard and protect your culture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would think about that. What do we want to be? Then guard the culture. Make sure you have the systems that are in place. Make sure it's duplicatable. Make sure it's all that. And then start going down from there. And then you're, then you're looking at, like you and I talked about traffic lights. Like, do we have, you know, traffic light number one, do we have the resources for it financially? Traffic light number two, do we have the leadership in place? Traffic light number three, is this a right move for us? Is this a location? Can we minister in this area or would someone else actually be better ministering in that area because of our style? So you're, you're asking like seven or eight, nine, 10 traffic light questions that are like, man, if, if most of these aren't green, we should probably not move forward. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, what would you say to me if at this point in our case, I'm feeling like we, uh, we ran some red lights. And, uh, and so I do it every we, day. Here we are. <laughs> so there, there's a sense that um, that for me and my team, we're we're, we're playing some catch up. We're committed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're, I think our hearts in the right place, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're we're just trying to just get caught up. Is there right? Is there places where you would say you absolutely this is before you get any farther? Here's one, two, maybe three things that you've got to be conscious of, and you've got to get settled. In, in inside the multi-site before you even move forward. Yeah. As, right. As we, as we are um, looking at the multi-sites that we already yep. have. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, moving forward with the multi-sites you have, leadership is king. Uh, it's having the right people in the right seats. That's king. I mean, if you get put 25 multi-site pastors in a room and say, what is the thing that you need? Who's the leader? Because okay. Yeah. If you don't have a great leader there, it'll struggle. You know, uh, if you don't have a great leader there, it's, you're going to have, <laughs> I don't say I was going to grow. I mean, God can do whatever he wants, but there's a, it's a pretty good chance it ain't going to happen. Uh, you gotta have the leader leader in the right place. Um, I would look at those things. Um, do we have the right leader, the right team? Um, do we have the resources to back it? And do we have, like I said, do we have, do they understand what we're trying to duplicate? Is there a clear pathway? Okay. Um, if there's not a clear pathway, then, you know, you're going to be a McDonald's and they're going to be a 7-Eleven. And <laughs> you can be like, this ain't even the same church. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're not multi-site. We're just sending some people over and they're creating whatever they want. Yeah. Multi-site is that That's you're really reproducing good. what you are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're going to end up having a completely different situation over there. If you don't have, man, we got the right leader in place and we know exactly how we do church. This is how we do it. This is the way we do a church. Okay. So and important. Really I've heard important. You love that. I mean, that is so good. And um, it makes me think, I, the times I've heard you talk about this now, you're not thinking about people trying to support that new location from like a central location. You're, you're usually talking about reproducing that with, live bodies and leaders in the room, so to speak. Right. Yeah. You're talking. So you're talking about like, uh, was I speaking of like taking people from your main campus and moving them over? Is that what you're asking? I make sure I understand. You can't do it remotely. So, so you're, you're talking about a leader when you're talking about, um, leadership is King. You're talking about leaders there in the room leaders. Oh yeah. Focused on that location. Not 100% trying to send that 
from another location. I think you can do that in the interim where it's like, hey, you know, this church was dying and there's an, you know, this building is going to be empty and they got 12 people left or 15 people left and we're going to send leaders in until we figure out what to do. Right. Yeah, I think you can send a guy over on Sundays and just kind of until you figure out what to do. But the end, oh, absolutely. There's got to be a team that's committed to that. It's like, okay. that's our campus. That's where we go. That's where we build. We're all in. Absolutely. Love that. That's yep. They got to be all in for that community. They got to be all in believing that God's called them to that. And it might be, and it's okay on some situations where it's like someone might say to you, maybe you got a lot of good players in place. And one of them's like, look, I'll give you a year. Mm. And that's okay. As long as they're all in, uh, that's okay. That happens. It's not perfect, but you got to have people that, you know, this is what they want to build. This is what they Mm -hmm. feel called to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're not, they're not sort of, uh, studio musicians <laughs> that sort of show up, play and then leave, you know, and right. not take that and move that to the campus right. pastor, to the live speaker or whatever you got. It's like, they're all studio musicians. Like there's no mm-hmm. commitment there. Yeah. They're not okay. making the album. They're not thinking about all the different, they just go in do their thing yeah. and leave. Yeah. And you know, maybe you can have one on your team that does that. But if you have the whole team doing that, I think you're going to have a struggle. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I'm really hearing that and, uh, and appreciate it. In that yep. whole rescue space before we move on, like, cause I know yep. you've been engaged in that personally. I mean, you have a whole yep. ministry devoted to that working with churches. Is there, is there things that, um, that are sort of, is there, is there, uh, something constant? Is there, a, is there a pattern that when you're, you're dealing with a church in rescue that, um, are kind of the priorities or, or maybe some of the key challenges that, that lead those things to be the, the, the things you start with? Yeah. Uh, the key challenges, um, as we're rescuing churches. Yeah. I would say the key in rescuing churches, which is a big initiative of ours. So this church has got 30 people left, 40 people left. It's kind of dying. Um, I would definitely say big key challenge is the right leader. Big key challenge is the unwillingness to change. Mm -hmm. You know, your willingness to change your tolerance of pain, your, your willingness, you're not willing to change. Hanging on to the preference over the purpose, all the stuff that we talked about with your team, I think those still resonate with that idea. So when I look at a campus, when I look at a church that's going, we're dying, you know, we got 30 people left. It doesn't, you know, people think, oh my gosh, you just walk in and you know what the answer is. I'm like, because it's pretty clear. (laughs) Like, I'm not that smart. I'm just like, well, dude, number one, you don't have a leader. Number two, uh, you guys are hanging on to the past. Uh, number three, you care more about preference than purpose and you're not willing to move forward. Uh, they've got to be willing as, as Jesus said, die to yourself. They got to be willing to die. Okay. Yeah. When you are looking at a campus now, it's one thing if the church is running 400 and they want to blend in to become part of you, that's a whole different animal. Sure. But the animal we're talking about here of like, Hey, we got, we got, I've had this happen. You know, one of our South Hills campuses, we had eight, they had eight people left. Okay. And I told them, I go, if, look, here's the deal. It's all done. This is everything you've ever done is gone. The church name's going to change. You won't recognize this anymore. And this might not be the journey for you. Sure. And of that eight, we got it down to two. Uh, <laughs> so it was two and the campus pastor. Uh, and, uh, uh, and we... <laughs> We put a few people there and within yeah. four or five years, it ran over a thousand uh, and God did awesome things. But I, I am what you don't want to do 
You can't lead by consensus. You have to choose to be right over choosing to be liked. You have to choose progress over peace. Uh, so <clears throat> when there's eight people left, 10 people left, 12 people left, and you got to just be honest with them and just say, look, man, we want to grow. We'd love to do this. This is awesome. We think there's a place for you guys here, but please understand we're not doing this all anymore. But we like the way we were doing it. It ain't working. If it was working, right. you wouldn't be the last 10 people left. Right. Uh, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We would have this conversation. So <laughs> I always say it's a lot easier to get a divorce before you get married. So, <laughs> you, you know, so it's kind of like, hey, if this ain't going to work, then we're not the people for you. But yeah. being right. brutally honest up front, not mean, not rude, when you're talking about 20 or less, 15 or less, they're dying. It's like, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Over the right. next year, this whole church is going to change. Yeah. We're going to infuse it with leadership. We want to grow and reach this community. We're going to change the name. And you're going to need to be okay with it. And if it's not the church for you, then maybe we're not the church for you. Or if we take over and you don't like it, then maybe we're not the church for you. You got to go find somewhere else to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That honesty, I think, is really important. I think in our heart or, let me see, in in our zeal and entrepreneurship to get the deal, (laughs) <laughs> we'll almost say anything, but it's like, nah, you better just be honest. Yeah. Oh man. That's really good. Cause otherwise it's going to hurt you. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Time for one more. Yeah. Give, give me one more. We'll wrap it up okay. with one more. All right. This was uh, more on the personal side. And yep. uh, I was, I actually opened an email this morning. It made me laugh a little bit because I was thinking about my time with you and I, it said, um, how's your work-life balance <laughs> in the subject line of this email? And I thought, um, you know, as, as, um, as we navigate, uh, you know, kind of the church future, and, and it seems like we're constantly being asked to do more with less and all of that. How have you uh, or how do you coach uh, leaders to, to balance that, uh, that, that whole work-life balance? Uh, oh, home yeah. and family and, yeah. and ministry, whether it's one site, two sites, ten sites. Um, yeah. you have thoughts about how, how to navigate that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> things that have worked it's, a, for you. <laughs> it's always a, it's always a challenge. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. it always is. I think that, um, a few thoughts. One, I do feel that seasons change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything. Sure. So the way I travel now, I would have never done when my kids were younger and in baseball and mm-hmm. soccer and whatever mm-hmm. my daughter was doing, all that stuff. I would never, ever have done that. Um, mm-hmm. I would have always done it a little differently. Now I did travel and I was busy, but mm-hmm. I did do a lot of outside stuff, but I just not at this level. Uh, yeah. so I think there's seasons. Um, okay. one, uh, I think the other thing is, um, what I talk, you know, pastors bring this up a lot. They ask me at, you know, different places like, Hey, how do you balance work and life? Mm-hmm. And the one thing I will say for sure on that is, um, the second thing I would say is be present wherever you are, be all there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're at church, you're there. And if you're at home, right. you're all there. Uh, be present and don't bring what's there into the church, into your house. Uh, be present. And it's hard to let go. It's hard to, to let it go and be whatever, but you, you're going to need to be present. Um, the th- and the, other, the last thing I would say is I live and die by what's in my calendar. Mm. And what I mean by that is, you know, my calendar is my to-do list. My calendar tells me where I'm going, what I'm doing. Yeah. Very busy, busiest ever been in my whole life. And 
<laughs> but if I don't calendar in what's important, mm-hmm. then what's not important will find its way in. You have to assign That's your good. time. Mm-hmm. You have to assign your time. If you don't assign it, someone will assign it for you. Right. So you assign your time. You put it in there. You put it in there months in advance. Here's what I'm doing here. Here's what I'm doing. I'm doing this. I'm doing this with my kids. Date night, this, that, the other thing, vacation, mm-hmm. get away with my wife, get away with the family, whatever it is you're doing. But you're putting all that in there and you're saying, man, I'm going to live and die by this. And if you don't assign it, someone will. Yeah. Someone will yeah. definitely assign really assign your time. Uh, and what happens is uh, also is I do think that as a leader – we talked about mission critical. Remember we talked about that a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yep, One of the things in mission critical, I think apply to this question that you're asking is you have to learn to respond and live in the lane of the important, not the urgent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in theory we all go, yeah, yeah, sounds right. That sounds good. But I'm like day to day, that doesn't work out so well. <laughs> so true. You know, if you look at back, you know, get to, get to, Friday evening and look back over this week and go, what, did, how many things did I, Oh, that person called, Oh, the roof was leaking. Oh, this happened. Oh, the insurance. And I got a call. And then I got to run that meet the appointment over there. And I got to deliver that. Like all these things. And it's like, man, there's a lot of stuff that we do that you would file under the category of urgent. I don't know mm-hmm. if you would necessarily file it under the category of important. And I think yeah. that's another thing as well, but balancing that out success outside the home never compensates for failure within it. So mm-hmm. you got to have, you got to have the success inside the home. You are a priest to your home first. Success outside the home never compensates for failure within it. So I think keep those things in mind. So Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, man. Love it. Thanks, Chris. Dude, you are a rock star. <laughs> hey, uh, loved meeting with your staff. I think you're a church just with oh, incredible amount of <laughs> potential. You guys just got a yeah. ton of potential there. There's just, Thanks, Chris. Uh, it's just a matter of. Yeah, you know, getting some right direction, some right help, and moving yeah. the right direction. But God's yeah. going to do awesome things. But, dude, thanks for being on the podcast today. I thanks really do appreciate it. it was great. Yeah, yeah, it's a joy. Thanks, man. Continue the conversation.